Welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team, or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity, and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. Juliet, hi, great to see you again. Christy Lee, great to be back. Now, today, I feel like is a topic that um, you and I are both probably all too familiar with because we have teenage daughters in our lives uh, yes. and uh, I feel like this might be impacting our lives at all the different angles. I don't know whether you're finding your teenager assertive, but I certainly am. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, if we're going to talk about pushing boundaries, teenagers know how to do it in spades. <laughs> they really, really do, I'm finding. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. I, I think it's something that, yes, we have to deal with in our workplaces and with our teams, but um the teenage years give us some great training uh, on building these skills. Absolutely. And interestingly, I've been talking about um, assertiveness and boundaries um, in workshops I've been running recently Mm. and about how you don't necessarily know you have a boundary until someone pushes it. And again, teenagers Mm -hmm. pushing the whole time. So you sort of discover where your boundaries are. Mm. Pretty quickly, I think. Yeah. And you have to get very good at upholding them because otherwise they will ra- railroad you in the space yes. of a minute. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's start with assertiveness. Mm. Tell me what, what you're seeing out there in terms of how people are, you know, strengthening that assertiveness muscle. I think, and, and I work with a lot of, as you know, small business owners, and I think the majority of them struggle when it comes to being assertive with their team and I think they tend to either avoid being assertive at all because they feel like they're being mean or bossy or overpowering when they are assertive or they sort of ping pong between not being assertive at all and then being super assertive and also almost sort of micromanaging and of course that's not the right answer either. So I, I definitely see the businesses I work with really struggle with this issue and they aren't really sure how to be assertive in a way that is empathetic and kind um, and provides the clarity that their team, of course, need. And they really just get caught up in in really struggling with it. What about you? How do you mm. see this play out? Uh, very similarly. I also, I, you know, I've been talking a lot with um, managers and, and owners l- lately about being able to be consistent around it because I think you're right without the skills they they are ricocheting between not responding and then responding really aggressively because they Mm. didn't respond before and now it's driving them mad Mm. and being able to hold that assertive line I think is very difficult for lots of people um, is what I'm hearing Mm. I definitely see that as well and and that is where assertiveness and boundaries sort of play together is that ricochet. I think that's a really great analogy for it because Mm. I see business owners and leaders all the time let people just push and push and push and push until they finally crack and, as you said, go to the complete extreme of, I don't want to say overreacting, but certainly acting and reacting with emotion and with, you know, a lot of intensity because what they're reacting to in that moment because they've let the boundary line blur so badly is this 
compound effect of the entire boundary blur rather than what the employee sees, of course, which is just what's happened in the last little while. So I definitely agree that I see that ricocheting effect and it's stressful uh, for them as much as for anyone else. Oh, absolutely. I talk about it as the Goldilocks concept, you know, this idea that being passive is not enough Mm. and being aggressive is too much and assertiveness sits in the just right Mm. But I think so often passive and aggressive is where we go. Yeah. And, and and what I hear from leaders so often is they either meet aggression with aggression mm-hmm. or they try they overpower people who in they and they see people become really passive and that sort of makes them almost more aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um or they when faced with aggression, they become very passive and go to that people pleasing stage. Yeah and feel like they really struggle to get to that sort of the just right of assertiveness um, and and hold that line. Yeah, and I think also there is an element of sort of not really understanding what it means to be assertive and I think assertiveness has a certain negative connotation to it as well, which doesn't sit well with a lot of business owners. So um, Mm. I think it's that lack of understanding of what it means to be assertive a little like you know we a lot of people really don't understand what it means to be curious or what it means um yeah you know so I think there's it's a word that we know but we don't sometimes really know how to translate that into what it means to be assertive and and from my perspective assertiveness is purely about communicating effectively what is required in a situation or what the message that you want to Mm put forward it's not harsh it's not bossy it's not um, negative it is being very clear and direct with your communication I mean how do you sort of if if you're trying to unpack the concept of assertiveness with a leader how do you sort of explain or define it with them I I talk I agree with you I talk about it in terms of being able to say what you want or what you need Mm -hmm. but without trying to put the other person down or override what they want Mm. or need Mm -hmm. so whereas I see aggression as absolutely saying what you want or need but often at the expense of other people and passivity is about just not saying what you want or need most of the time Mm. whereas I I talk about assertiveness as as being able to ask for what you want um, without you know as I say uh, riding roughshod over others Mm. um, being able to say no and feel okay about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think assertiveness is about being able to give and receive feedback without it being a drama, without trying to put people down or, you know, sugarcoat things, but just being able to say what needs to be said mm. um, pretty calmly. Mm. And I think importantly, you pointed out there that being assertive does not mean that you're dismissing someone else's point of view or someone else's no. experience. Mm. It's the two live together. So you can be assertive about what's important to you and they can equally be assertive about what's important to them. And that you, you don't have to agree. And I think yep. assertiveness is also communicating all of those things that you've just described without emotion attached to them. Yes, well, without needing to win, I think that's the big thing mm. because when we're behaving aggressively, we really we we want to win. Yeah, we actually don't care about anybody else. We're just trying to win. Mm. And when we're being passive, 
we're not trying to do anything except keep everything calm and hope the other person goes away, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think you're absolutely right. It's about not needing to win, not being in it to win, just being in it to say what we need to say and do what we need to do. Yeah, and to try and get to an outcome that is the best scenario for everyone involved in yes. the situation. So, yep. and, you know, we see assertiveness sharp in so many places. Yes, in what we're asking of our team. Yes, in what our team's asking of us. We see assertiveness play out in reviews and salaried negotiations. And, oh. you know, people that find it hard to be assertive in those discussions, unfortunately, really do lose because there is equally, if not more people, very willing to be assertive when they're negotiating with their manager or leader and mm. getting the outcome that they want in that scenario. I think that's so true. And, and again, I think so often we we fail to be assertive mm. because we don't want to upset anybody, you mm. know, and we want to keep everything a bit nice. Yeah. Um, and so by the time we do say something, we're probably a bit frustrated. Yes, and that's when the emotion starts to play into it because it's yes. not... It's gone past just communicating what it is that we need to communicate. We've now got all this emotion attached to it because we're frustrated, we're feeling resentful, we're disappointed, yes. and that's going to come out in some way, shape, or form then, which mm. when you sort of attach all that emotion to the piece of communication, sometimes it actually loses the key message. Oh, totally, because mm. you're not communicating very effectively anyway. Mm. And it and it does, as you say, it comes with all this emotional baggage in a way. Yeah. So whoever you're communicating with is going to be focused on that, not the message, because now you've become probably a bit threatening. Yes. And I think the other trap that I see people fall into when they know that they need to be assertive and perhaps not in their comfort zone is they had it out with all of this extra stuff around oh, it yes, and yes. they feel like they need to fill every moment of silence with words and in doing that it is again a, an issue in losing the message because the key intent of what they were trying to communicate gets lost in all yeah. the fluff that they wrap it in and the fluff isn't assertive no, absolutely not. No, I totally agree. And I that I see that happen so often. And again, we come back to that sort of people pleasing, not wanting to rock the boat. Yeah. So I need to say something difficult, but I'm going to wrap it up in so much stuff. Yeah. That at the end, we're probably all a bit confused about what the message was. Well, exactly, because the employee is not going to pick it apart to say actually what they meant to say is no, this. They're absolutely. not going to do that. So it, it is a challenge. And I think from my perspective, what I see is a this is something you need to practice. This is not something mm. that, I mean, some people are, of course, naturally very good at being assertive. But I think for the most of us, it is a skill we need to develop. It's like a muscle that we need to continue to flex. Mm. And the more we get comfortable having assertive conversations and communicating in an assertive way, the more we improve at it, really. I think so. I think I also think as leaders it's our responsibility to do this because if you think mm. about role modelling, if we are role modelling aggression yeah. or passivity, what we're saying to the team is this is how it's okay to behave in the team and we don't want that in the team. So I think it's absolutely so important that we do strengthen this muscle and I agree with you it is something we can get better at and and look I've been running some workshops recently where I get people to actually practice having difficult conversations mm. and practice being assertive and they so often say oh the first time was terrible yeah. you know 
Um, but it gets easier. And each time they try it, it gets a little bit easier. And I think that's what we need to be doing with our teams because we need to show them the sorts of conversations that are okay in our mm. team and the way we want to communicate with one another. Yeah, you're so right. That role modelling is so critical to yeah. how our team behave and they are watching not only what we do but how we do it each and every yes. day. And yep. if we're, you're right, we're role modelling aggression, if we're role modelling passivity, not only will they follow the lead, but they'll also start to fill the gaps. And if you're being too passive, someone on your team will become aggressive to counterbalance that. And yeah. that's when you have the issue of your team running the show and you sitting in the background. And I, I see that happen so often. And it's one of the things that I'm most passionate about getting business owners out of mm. because mm. this is their business and they're doing the things that the team don't want to do because they're left with the team running the show. And yes. it's purely out of them being too passive. And I think what you're describing is the, the strongest people in the team taking control of the team culture. Yes. Because the leader steps back. Yes, um, Or exactly. doesn't step up. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I and totally agree. And I see that often mm. where the strongest people step in and they start to define the culture. And as a leader, when that happens, you're really starting to lose the team because they're not looking to you now for... Um, you know, for traditions and for what's okay and for behaviours and things, they're looking to that stronger person. Yeah, and it becomes really problematic when that person moves on from your business because then you're rudderless. There is no one in control because yes. the person that they've been looking to for so long is gone yep. and you've then got to rebuild trust and it's just a it's a very challenging exercise. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it, it is something that I see way more than I would like to in businesses. Mm. Mm, I agree. And, and, look, and look, I think it is partly because it's just something we never really talk about. And I think it's quite confronting. As you say, people don't, the, the word assertive, it just sounds a bit sort of, ugh. It sounds know, almost it, harsh, doesn't it? It does a bit, yes. <laughs> maybe um, that's the problem with it. That we need to change the word that we're using. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because mm. I think really what it is, is just standing up for what we think is right, isn't mm. it? Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think as well that certain personality types find it much more easy to be assertive than others. And oh, with totally. the teams I work with, you know, you see it straight away that, okay, we've done some psychometrics, we know this personality type, and it's not, you know, I would expect every business owner that I work with is a particular personality type mm -hmm. and, you know, you yeah. can typecast them. But you can then see the people on the team that have that same style and they are the ones where I know exactly where they stand. I know exactly what their issues are. I know exactly what they're unhappy with. And I often see the, the leader and the business owner always be a bit frustrated with that, like this person is, you know, stamping their feet or taking mm. too much time, but they're purely the ones that are capable and confident to be assertive when it comes to those discussions. And it's the it's the yes. other ones you've got to worry about because they're the ones that aren't telling you how they're feeling. They're the ones that aren't telling you what's troubling them. And they'll yeah. ultimately leave with that information in their back pocket because they're not as comfortable being assertive. So getting to know your team well enough to know who this comes naturally to and who it doesn't is also going to really help you to give enough time and attention and, and pull the information out of those around you that find this really challenging. Mm. Yeah, I, look, I totally agree. It's interesting because I I always say there's great value in whinges in your team, mm. annoying as they are, at least you're <laughs> hearing from them mm. and you can 
get them to take responsibility for, well, what is the solution? You know, how do we want this to work? It's when they stop talking, as you say, Mm -hmm. uh, if they're unhappy but they stop talking, that's when you start to see, you know, passive-aggressive behaviours because they just go to that space like what's the point yeah and that becomes so toxic on the culture when they're in that negative spiral so it's certainly not something you want but yeah I think the people that are happy and confident and able to articulate what's important what's not working for them then that's great intel and so hard to get out of some people if you've got someone shouting it from the rooftops listen to them yes absolutely and and again role modeling make that okay Yes. You know, make it clear that you actually welcome the feedback and you welcome their suggestions mm. um, and, and that, you know, we can do something with this. Exactly. And I, and I think that's the important part. This, this is a whole other episode that we might schedule for another time. Do something with the feedback you get. Don't just oh, yes. listen to it and sit on it because yes. um, nothing will disengage a team faster than that. But, um, yeah, absolutely right. Listen to it and do something with it. It's actually gold. Mm. I, th- I think so much of this to me is fundamentally based around self-awareness because if we understand how we respond in situations, mm. then we have a choice about what we want to do with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, think- I always take it back to those first principles of understanding yeah. our own reactions to things and managing them first. Yes, yeah, you've got to know yourself and you've got to know your team and yeah. how those things all interact. And I think the other, sometimes even the core of this challenge is some leaders find it really hard to even be assertive with themselves. Yes. In that they can't even be honest with themselves about what is important to them. And if you can't do that, you've got very little chance of being assertive with the people around you. Well, I think that's right. In order to be assertive, we need that self-awareness, but we do need that self-acceptance at the Mm. same time. That, that ability to say, this is the way I am, that's okay, mm-hmm. you know. So not needing to be something else, but having the the honesty as well to say, um, I can take feedback, mm. you know, th- that there's definitely other stuff I can learn um, and not not needing to always be right, not, not, not as I said before, not, a, not needing to always win mm. is definitely a part of, the skills that we need in order to be assertive, I think. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think what is, what gives us the permission almost to be assertive comes from clarity. If we're not clear about yes. what we want, then how yeah. are we ever going to be assertive in making sure we get that? And yeah. that applies, you know, in every scenario. If we're not clear about what we expect from our team, then we're not going to be able to assertively communicate that. If we're not clear about what we want from our career pathway, we're not yep. going to be able to assertively communicate that. So it's it's that fundamental piece of being self-aware, clear, having that clarity that mm. allows you to then be assertive without it being anything other than direct communication. I think that's right. And, and you mentioned before about, you know, some people just in terms of the way they like to work mm. are more find this more difficult than others. Mm. And I think, again, when we come back to that self-awareness, if we know that we are, you know, very analytical or whatever it is, and so therefore we might go straight to the more aggressive approach Mm -hmm. or we're a bit of a people pleaser so we go straight to that kind of, okay, let's just keep everything nice Um, and and we remain passive. We have a choice to do something with that, don't we? 
Yeah. And you can learn ways to be assertive that are also comfortable with your personality type. So for some people, being assertive in an off the, you know, cuff kind of comment is not going to be comfortable. But if they can prepare, take notes and be ready to go into a meeting to assertively present what they need to present, that preparation might be what they need. Others feel more comfortable being assertive vocally or in writing. So you've also, you know, you can lean into where your comfort levels are and apply the assertiveness there first and foremost, rather mm. than pushing yourself, you know, to the edge of your comfort zone where you know you're going to back out because it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, so you can lean into where you feel most comfortable working and start there in terms of uh, really working that assertiveness muscle. I think so. And look, I think as a leader too, it's okay to be a bit vulnerable about this and to say, mm. I'm trying to, you know, be more assertive or less regressive or whatever it is. Mm. You know, I'm stepping into this and I'm going to stuff it up sometimes. Yeah, and I think especially for those people pleasers who do find this quite challenging, I think if you can zoom up and look at the big picture and know that if you just said yes to everything everyone wanted and you weren't assertive around your boundaries, Mm. probably you wouldn't have a business, you wouldn't be in this job, Everyone wouldn't be happy because, you know, you can't keep everyone happy all of the time. So actually by creating the boundaries and being assertive, you're creating an environment where you can look after people at a much higher level and with much more dedication than if you're Mm. constantly trying to put out fires and, and say yes to everyone and then try and figure out how to navigate that. It actually creates a more, I guess, safe work environment from a psychological perspective when you do have those boundaries and when you Mm. are assertive around them rather than just letting everyone run the show. I agree. And, look, I think I know we talked about boundaries in an early podcast episode, but I think we could revisit Mm. them um, in this context in talking about some of this from a leadership perspective because I think boundaries are such a difficult thing Yes, to manage. it's a constant challenge. Absolutely. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, yeah. It doesn't go away. Yeah. But I think, you know, in, in terms of what our listeners can do from here, if you struggle with assertiveness, just start small. Start mm-hmm. with something that you feel comfortable trying and yep. then level up from there. Don't push yourself into the most terrifying conversation you can imagine in the first instance. And yeah. It takes some practice and be kind with yourself about the fact that this isn't going to come naturally and you're going to need to practice this. It's like anything in business. There are things that aren't really our favourite things to do, but we have to do them for the you know, good of the team, the good of the business. I think that's absolutely right. And, and yes, so have a go at saying no from mm. time to time. Have a go at asking for things without feeling completely wedded to the outcome, without needing to win. Yes, yes. Yeah, letting go of the emotion, as you say, and maybe asking for some feedback from people, you know, Mm. and again, without feeling the need to win anything but and, and not being too wedded to it, but just getting used to that idea of asking for feedback and giving people feedback. Mm Mm-hmm without fluffing around it (laughs) yes exactly without feeling the need to fill all the space around it that's exactly right yes interesting all right well we should stop filling space around things now then (laughs) lovely to talk thanks for joining us on this episode if you enjoyed the podcast please leave us a rating comment and review wherever you listen to your podcast and don't forget to recommend us to a friend 
We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.